0: A pop culture, current affairs, and LGBT news-oriented panel discussion series that's dedicated to you. Here are your hosts, Dominion Onyx, Carl Anthony, John Sebastian, and Legionnaire. Good evening and welcome to Reality, exclusively on Papi Chulo Radio. Today is Thursday, March 24th, 2016, and it's time for another heaping helping of pop culture on demand from your favorite radio station and mine, Poppy Chulo Radio. How's everyone doing tonight? Doing pretty good. I am good. I am very well. Thank you very much. Good, good. Wait a minute. Something's wrong. It seems like every time we're in the ether, you know, there's new voices or voices are missing. So can I get a mic check? (laughs) I am here Carl Anthony Check
1: I'm here
0: John Sebastian John Sebastian John Sebastian Crickets (laughs) This is going to go on his permanent record (laughs) We're going to have to deal with him later Alright, kids. Well, we we, we miss John Sebastian. He has, uh... He claimed he got other stuff to do today. I don't understand how this keeps happening. You know, we know this show is gonna happen every Thursday. He need to get his life together, but we'll deal with him later. (laughs) Am I right or am I right? Right,
2: right,
0: right. (laughs) You're right. I will deal with... We'll deal with her later. In the interim... I think we got a lot of shit to talk about.
2: Absolutely.
0: We got to, you know, we're going to start, you know, with our little roundtable. We're going to talk about foolishness and fuckery, just general foolishness and fuckery. Then we're going to talk about um, this this chick that's going to sue her law school because she can't get a job. We're going to talk about President Obama's historic trip to Cuba uh the attack uh the hot water attack on these this gay couple in Atlanta and then some new information that's come to light about the death of Sandra Bland and then in our hot tea speed round uh we're going to talk about Elizabeth Warren versus Donald Trump um if you don't know who Oxana Grigo- Grigorieva is you know you will soon and she just may be your um your gold digger idol if she gets what she wants. And we going to go talk about this brother that tried to buy a BMW with food stamps.
1: Mm. So.
0: <laughs> y'all ready? Oh, help. Ready. Yes. Well, let's get all the way into it. First up on Speed Round. So, y'all remember Chachi?
2: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Well, you know, um... And what was it? what's that other show he was on? Charles in Charge.
2: Yes, he was. He was Charles.
0: Yes. Well, Scott Baio has publicly announced his support for Donald Trump. He said that uh, when he speaks, I understand him. He speaks like I speak. He communicates very well with people. He said that he was voting for. Uh, trump to go to washington and blow it up because he's fed up with the republicans and their lies and lastly he said we need someone to relentlessly relentlessly attack hillary and that's the only way we're going to win so what do we think about our buddy scott Hmm.
2: well uh, idiocy is real (laughs) Clearly, <laughs> that's, that's what I can say.
1: Carl Anthony? Well, well, I think it just... The only good thing that's coming out of Donald Trump is that he is helping us to see who also wears the white... As I say, the white tints on their face and they just have put it in their closet. So Scott Bale somewhere's got his Klan outfit too. So that's why I just feel. I feel that's the only benefit. If there's If I was to say anything good has come from Donald Trump, the only thing that's good has come from him is he is allowing us to see some people for who they truly are. And for that, I am grateful because then I my model of living my life the way Maya Anzo said is when people show you their true selves, I'm going to believe them. Well, there's a lot of these motherfuckers. I'm going to believe who they are, which is racist. And I'm not going to fuck with them. So that's a good benefit that Donald Trump has allowed us to do this to reveal some people for their true self
0: well you know I just have two words for Scott Bale fuck him <laughs> fuck him right in the pussy <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh hard and dry please
0: mm-hmm.
2: no lube none. None man
0: so next on our roundtable so do you guys remember a person named uh, John Ehrlichman? the name is familiar so John Ehrlichman was a former Nixon policy advisor and he admitted that uh, the in 1968 the Nixon White House had two enemies. The anti-war left and black people, he said, uh, quote, we knew we couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black people. But by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. Did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. So, mm. what is we gonna do? Mm. Kill Whitey. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Thoughts Carl Anthony Little Malcolm (laughs) It's nothing new It's nothing that we didn't already know So I mean I don't get too surprised by it It's what we've all We already knew this was going on Mm -hmm. So all he does is Give us a little bit more to say We told you so Or you know I guess a, A little bit more validity To what we've been knowing they've been doing, you know, we knew in L.A., you know, living in California, you knew about the LAPD putting crack and other things in the communities deliberately, um, and, and being the main suppliers to the inner cities in Los Angeles, and, you know, then reports came out revealing that's what was going on, so here he's just taking it to a whole nother level for us, saying that see, it didn't just happen to LAPD, it, they got their example from uh, even a higher power, the federal government, you know, so that's where they got their direction oh you know if the federal government's doing it we could do it too in our inner city because the government's doing it as a whole um to the country so it's nothing new you know it's just it's again that's another example people now some things are some closets are being opened and skeletons are coming out of closets um and now america's having to face with their ugly reality of how ugly they've been to a group of people who they say can't we just get along well hell the fuck no we obviously can't just get along
0: yeah that's what got us fucked up right now
1: exactly because we thought we could just get along with y'all and you bamboozled us and we fell for as they say we fell for the okey-doke and some of us are still falling for it
0: right Mm. well i just have two words for him fuck him (laughs) fuck him right in the pussy (laughs) god damn it <laughs> so last up on the round table so uh, did y'all hear about this guy in North Korea uh, um, this guy named Otto uh, Warmbier who was sentenced to 15 years in a North Korean labor camp
2: yes that I did hear
0: about so you know what this fool did he went to one of the most repressive countries in the world and thought it would be cute to steal a propaganda poster. Now, this is a country that already will arrest Americans on trumped-up charges, and I guess he thought it would be cute. So, some people are saying it was, you know, from what I've seen, it's either one of two reasons. Either he did it to impress some sort of secret society at uh, UVA, University of Virginia called the Z Society or he just did it as a stupid frat bro prank or he did it to, for his church either way, it seems incredibly stupid
1: so, uh, yeah Mm. that's that's that privilege part of them and I I and I, you could say it's almost white privilege. But I wanna say it's not white privilege. It's just that American privilege. Americans think they can just do whatever the fuck they want to do. And we've you know, we we've kind of conditioned some of us in this country to think we can just do what the fuck we want to do. And then we go to another country, and they show your ass real quick. Wait a minute. Right. <laughs> you may thought you could come over here, and because you are Mr. U.S. Of a, or whoever you think is, and Obama's not coming to save your ass either. So don't write that right. letter to the president talking about, oh, please, sit. no, you're dumbass went over there and acted the damn fool in somebody else's house. <laughs> Your ass got to right. deal with it. Don't right. write one of them letters.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Because they so, will. They're uh, quick.
0: You write a That shouldn't even make it to the president's desk. Like, sorry about it. Right, yes, exactly. absolutely I mean, absolutely. you know, you ain't no political prisoner. You wasn't over there as a missionary. Mm-hmm. Right. And... You know, you didn't, you know, accidentally step on the presidential frow bed and now they pissed off or something. You pulled a prank. Yes. And that shit ain't funny here. It's definitely not funny when you do that shit overseas and you just think it was just gonna be everybody was gonna be cool with that like they was just gonna let it slide. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I say, mate, I mean, listen, I'm not heartless. I say go get him after like a year. Mm
2: Mm-mm. (laughs) <laughs>
0: no. sit there all 15 years I mean nope. that is a little harsh for stealing but, post, whatever.
2: but those are the rules of that country and if you choose to exercise your your white male American privilege to flaunt their rules of their society and then you know what then you have to suffer the consequence of that sorry can't we still, don't, I don't, can I'm, still I'm, believe that the consequence is harsh Well, hey I'm not saying that it's not for us to judge whether it's harsh or not. It is the, it's, it's, it's how their society handles those situations. And when you make the choice to go over there and do that, you have to go there knowing that there are consequences to your actions that happen in that society. That's, that's period. Period. Point blank. So I, I don't feel bad for him at all. Sorry. That's what the hell he gets. Good for him. He earned that shit. He earned it. Now, I'm not saying that you know his parents shouldn't be out there. Just like this article I read on Huffington Post that says North Korea proves your white male privilege is not universal. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that you know as parents they want to do all that they can, you know, for their son and, and work through the State Department and all those other different things. That's fine. I get that as parents. As a parent, I would do the same thing. But there's also has to be some accountability for this kid. There's got to be accountability. And I and hey. You know what? I mm-mm. sit your ass in there for ten years.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> exactly. Maybe, maybe not fifteen, but sit your ass up in there for ten years. I, no, ain't none of this old staring for a year and then bring them home. Hell no. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Sit over there and serve that hard ass time.
0: Right. Maybe that'll teach these children not to go over to other countries and be fucking up.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, and and, and, be, and be that example. See this this is what happens. This is this is how the rest of the world views your white male privilege.
0: Right. You do stupid shit, bad shit, gonna happen to you. Exactly. Exactly. Do you have two words for him, uh, Legionnaire? <laughs> Fuck him.
2: <laughs> Fuck him hard in the cooter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, there is that. Well, all right, kids. Are we ready to uh, dive a little deeper into some stories?
1: Absolutely. Yes, definitely.
0: Well, first up, I thought this story was interesting because I hate whiners. So uh, there is a law student named Anna Alberta who graduated in the top of her top tier of her class passed the state bar exam and set out to use the law degree she'd spent about $150,000 to acquire. So she went to what school did she go to? Thomas Jefferson College or University? I don't even know. I've never heard of this school before. But anyway, she is suing them Because she has $170,000 in debt and she has not been able to find uh, a job in her field. And she is suing the school because she says the law school statistics were misleading. So basically, Thomas Jefferson had said that some percentage of their students had found you know found jobs in their field and you know they they touted all of this uh you know all of the success of their graduates but come to find out that um, Thomas Jefferson was counting any of the graduates of the law school that got a job doing anything as a job so even if you had gotten a job as a waitress they counted that as a job so they didn't they didn't say you went to law school so we're only going to count you know jobs you know in the legal profession they counted you could have been a stripper you know you could have been a garbage man you could have been a waiter or you could have been an actual lawyer so she's saying that their statistics were misleading i say she's a whiner no, as, and as, here is why: a college education is not a guarantee of employment, even if the um, even if the statistics, you know, say that say whatever. That's not a contract. That's not a guarantee. And unless the school offered some guarantee that said you will find a job within one, based on the sterling reputation of this school and how well we prepared you or whatever, unless they said that we will find you a job within X number of months or years of getting this job, Ms. Alberta, I don't think has any expectation or should have any expectation that she was definitely going to get a job in her field after she got out of college honey if this is successful then every hoe to go to any kind of school that doesn't get a job can sue that university i mean i got my degree in architecture I got lucky that I got a job out of school, but I know plenty of people who got their degree in architecture and went way farther in getting their education than I did, getting their master's and doing all sorts of other stuff. And it took them a year or two or more to get their job or they just ended up doing something else for a time until they got into it. But none of us is suing Florida A&M University because it's not the school's fault. Absolutely. I think she's privileged. And she expected that she was going, you know, she was going to spend a hundred. She did the math. She said she was going to spend a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get this this degree. And she was going to make at least one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. So she'd be able to pay this off while still going to the beach on Saturday and doing whatever. And now she is pissed because despite graduating in the top tier, which don't mean shit, the top Mm -hmm. tier can be like the top 25%. I mean, so right. the top tier don't tell me anything. If she right. had graduated number one in her class, that's different. The fact that they use the words the top tier means right. that she's just in some larger percentage pool of people. Right. So anyway, girl, whatever. What y'all think? Mm-hmm.
2: I I agree 100% that there, there's, there's you Unless this school has told her, girl, when you graduate within two weeks, you're going to have this job so that you can pay all your debts. Then, hey, she might she might have something that she can present, but she doesn't. She has nothing to present. And like you said, a college degree is not a guarantee of anything. You still have to do the work to sell yourself to get a job.
0: And sometimes maybe just <laughs> the economy
2: sucks when you get out of right. school. Exactly. Exactly. There there are too many variables that would be out there for any for any, you know, anything like that to have somebody come through and say, hey, ooh, girl, we go guarantee that you get a job. It, it just doesn't happen that way. Right. It doesn't happen that way So you know I'm sorry that she feels that her Privilege would allow her to graduate At the top tier of her class And that she would have you know This fabulous job you know Girl you know what Reality is a harsh mistress Sorry <laughs> Right Carl she, thoughts She, she kicks everybody guys... in the teeth Equally
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> and I think you guys pretty much Summed it up I mean we all. I mean, I went to college and I didn't have the ideal job right out of college. I, you know, I, and it's not always about that. It's about getting a job that, I, for me, it's about getting a job that um, adds to my quality of life per se. And you hope that that job coincides with your degree, but it doesn't always work that way. Um, and that's just again just part of life. So it, she does sound very privileged, spoiled, um, and just for me, out of touch with reality. So the reality of things is different than what her reality is, which lets me know she's really out of touch with the reality of life in general. Right. And if this is how she's going to respond, then she's going to have a rough life ahead of her because there's going to be a lot of times in your life, whether it's getting a job, whether it's relationships, no matter what it could be, where it's not going to happen the way you expect it to happen, or it's not going to happen on the timeline that you had set for life you know life has its own timeline that sometimes we have to just accept that you know we're on a different path that life has for us and you go with it and you make the best of it but you don't sit up here and sue a school for it just it's nonsense and and for me it's it's pure nonsense that we live in a society that you can actually file a lawsuit for such a thing like i feel like we have we allow for ignorance in our society, because we allow people to sue for the most stupidest shit. Instead of then, someone at the court clerk's office, whoever, when you file papers, should be able to look at it and say, "Uh-uh, this is bullshit. Get out of my uh-huh. get out of my line." You know what I mean? Oh, like ma'am. you should be able to look at, "No, this is dumb shit. <laughs> right, dumbass, and stamp it as dumbass, and as then and move on." Right? right. You know what I mean? That's that's how I feel. Like I'm paying you in the court to, to your my tax dollars are paying for you to do this shit? No. Right, it's a waste well, of everybody's money.
0: So, there's a couple of things here, uh, to, that I need to add. So, they, um, Thomas Jefferson stated that 92.1 percent of its graduates were working at full time jobs, then that was a major increase from the 83 percent. Graduate employment, the school claimed during the prosperous years of 2006 and 2007, which some, uh, which um, a former school employee says was inflated. Also, we will note that um, the Thomas Jefferson Law School, or whatever it's formally called, has a less than 50 percent graduate uh, a pass rate on the bar which is lo- much lower than the California state average. So maybe this girl did get bamboozled a little bit. But again, I think the point is is that, you know, there was no contract now. So two things, two more things. One, she's only asking for $125,000 in damages mainly because her request to join a class action lawsuit for $50 million was denied. But then also Thomas Jefferson is likely to point out that she received and turned down a job with a law firm that paid $60,000 shortly after graduation. Hmm. And she says that she uh, turned that down because it was less favorable than non-law related jobs that were available. Well, girl, but then I don't know what to tell you then. So you, this is another, not only white privilege, but then it's also young people with these expectations that they're going to come out making $100,000. Bitch, you, you just graduated. Anybody going to pay you a lot of money because they don't know if you're good or not? Right. Mm-hmm. You got a job. It's $60,000 in 2011 for someone with no experience, no practical experience was good. And you turn that down because you make you can make more money doing something else. Well, that's your fault. You took a gamble and you lost the gamble. I'm not even shading you for the gamble, but you right. the school isn't responsible because I might have taken the same deal, but now it's not the school's fault that you chose some other path that you thought was more lucrative and it didn't work out. Right. Right. Girl, bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's my two words for her, girl bye. Yes. So uh, yeah. Legionnaire, tell us about uh, President Obama's historic trip to, to Cuba to Cuba.
2: Yes, on the uh, World Post at uh, the um our president says that the, he and the leaders of uh, Cuba had frank and candid discussions about human rights as well as areas of cooperation. Uh, U.S. President Barack Obama pushed Cuba to improve its record on human rights and sparred with President Raul Castro during a historic visit to the communist-ruled island on Monday, while Castro hit back by decrying U.S. double standards. Uh, human rights remained an impediment to strengthening ties with Cuba, despite the reproachment re- reached by the two leaders in December 2014, Obama said. Adding a full flowering of the, dip- of the relationship could happen only with progress on the issue. In the absence of that, I think it will continue to be a very powerful irritant, uh, Obama said at a sometimes tense tense joint news conference that was broadcast live on Cuban state television. Castro appeared at times uncomfortable and showed flashes of anger as he made the rare step of taking questions from journalists. Obama, the first sitting president to visit Cuba in nearly 90 years, is under pressure from critics at home to push Castro's government to allow pro- political dissent and to further open its Soviet-style economy. Opponents of the visit say that he has already given away too much as he improves ties with too little from Cuba in return. Um, and it ta- and the article talks more about the um, the conference between the two leaders, um, how they talked about um, you know more... Uh, issues on human rights and uh, what, what is perceived by the world as violations of human rights. We talked about uh, health, access to education, women's equality um, but um, basically what, what do you guys think of, of this um, historic visit from our, our outgoing president?
1: I think it's it says a lot to to his legacy of being able to actually mend some ties and, say, and and work in a positive way because he's not in no way is he condoning what they've done in Cuba but he's saying at some point you can't just say I'm not going to talk to you anymore you know at some point you got to reach out and let's have a conversation let's figure out you know and and we'll keep it real with what we don't like what you guys do over here you can say what you don't like we do over here, but what is there a middle ground? And if there, you know, and and how do you work towards that, trying to get to some type of common ground? Because again, the way we've been doing it in the past is going over the country, saying you're wrong for this, you're wrong for that. We're gonna bomb you. We're gonna, you know, we, we go over there and we act like a bully almost with other countries, and that hasn't gotten us anywhere. Where he's just simply saying, let's reach out to Cuba and let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can change. Let's take the first steps towards hopefully making some positive changes in their country and partnering with them to do that in a good way. So I commend him because I think right now he's in, he's, he's, he's in that part of his uh, tenure as president where he's like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's gonna do all the things. I'm not up for reelection. And before I leave, there's gonna be some things that I'm gonna at least get started. And, and hopefully, uh, they'll continue in in a good way, so we'll see. I commend him for it.
2: Yeah, I do. I do too. I do too. Uh, Dom,
0: um, I think it was good. Uh, I've never understood. Um, well, I mean, I understand completely this level of 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 vitriol among you know certain segments of this country i i, I bet that people republicans especially would be less fuck giving if uh most cubans were democrats hmm. and most cubans you know see themselves as different and not just not just in terms of um nationality from you know say Mexicans or people from Central America or you know Latinos from the Caribbean you know they don't see them i mean they don't see themselves in that mold at all they frankly they see themselves as white people mm-hmm. so uh therefore they had a problem. So so basically, when Castro came in and took their land, and yes, a lot of, you know, you know, some poor people certainly got caught up in, in that. But those who are most upset about it, I think, are the ones who had their land taken by the Castro brothers. And while I could appreciate if someone took the land that my family had held for a couple of hundred years before they, you know, after they stole it from, you know, the indigenous people, but, you know, that's that's, that's another topic for another day you know I guess I'd be pissed off about it too but you know I you know I hate um, hypocrisy and the hypocrisy the hypocrisy of you know picking on this tiny nation which is tiny as fuck I mean you know Cuba is not a big place and you know we we're, we're pointing the finger at them while turning a blind eye to all of the other shit that people do, it's like picking on someone least able to fight back.
1: <laughs> so,
0: I think it's long past time that uh, we we do that. Because what you don't want is some uh, hostile 90 miles away from Cuba. I mean, 90 miles away from the United States. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it never made Sense to me that you know we continue To have this thing and I'm not Suggesting that the um, Government there doesn't Need to be chastised but I mean you know We chastise them the same way We chastise everyone else which is to say You know you can you can Make more inroads If you're open to a People than if you fight Them all the time Right
2: exactly and I even liked how it went On to talk about how I mean, clearly he, you know, the president knew that it was going to be a challenge getting through it. So, I mean, even starting out, uh, they talked about how, you know, at first he agreed he would answer one question from the reporters. Then, of course, you know, them being out there in the public in front of everybody, he kind of cajoled him and said, "Okay, well, you know, answer one more, you know, one more. You know, so at least it's the beginning of, of creating something that's going to I mean, obviously, this is not going to just all of a sudden create some magical bond between the two nations overnight, but hell, I mean, it started somewhere. I mean, this is 90 years in the making, so I mean, that's that's going to have to stand for
0: something. Right. Well, I don't really know. I'm just I just can't deal well with hypocrisy and whatever with a country of uh, black and brown people you know, pointing out their finger at them when you know, all of the shit that's fucked up about this country so very true and speaking of things that are fucked up about this country uh, Carl why don't you bring us up to date on what happened with this gay couple in Atlanta that were attacked with hot water
1: Ugh, that. Ugh. well, for those who may not know, um, there was two young young men in Atlanta, uh, recently who were sleeping, um, at their their mother's. the The mother of um, the two is um, the two gentlemen was Anthony Gooden Jr. and this last second name gives me chills because his name is Marquez Tolbert. Um. And there's reasons why that resonates with me because that last name is associated with my family. Um, so I personally have been reaching out to family members, um, asking them to find out, do we know this part of the family? How are they related to us? Just anything so that if at the very least, maybe I can even reach out to this young man and say, hey, you actually have a family member who supports you and is there for you or whatever, because it's just horrific to, um, he was sleeping with his partner, um, and his partner, um, it was the mother's house, that's where they were at, they were sleeping on a mattress, and they um, woke up to the boyfriend of the mother, uh, Anthony Gooden Jr.'s mother's boyfriend, pouring hot, boiling water on them because they were gay. And... Um, severely burning them, and online, on the internet, it's gone viral, the the pictures and this story, um, and just the pictures alone of the burns that they have and the damage that has been done to them, and um, not only just physical, but emotionally. The emotional damage of that happening to you, how her, and I, I was talking this with some friends, I don't even, I can't even imagine how it would feel to be woken up like that, for some for that to happen. Um, One Mm. friend was saying, I would feel like maybe I was in hell, that maybe God came back and we really did all go to hell for being gay because I'm burning. You know, like you just don't know, like where you're in the middle of sleep and all of a sudden your skin is a tree peeling off you Mm. um, because of hot water being poured on you. And um, the gentleman is being charged because Georgia does not have these type of acts as considered a hate crime in regards to LGBT. They do have hate crimes for the state when it comes to race and other things, but because of sexual orientation, it currently is not listed under their hate crime laws for the state. Um, but the gentleman is being investigated now by the federal government, and they are looking into seeing if they have enough grounds to charge him with a federal hate crime. Um, but the mother of one of the of the the of boy the boyfriend's i'm hoping it's ex-girlfriend now um is what i'm hoping um the mother of anthony gooden jr um she came came finally made a statement about the incident um and what she said is um that she knew that that he had expressed disapproval of the gay couple's relationship but she never thought that he would actually hurt her son so she had no idea that, and her name was um kim foster Um, She said, quote, he's not human. Um, He's got hatred in his heart and God's going to deal with him. And that was her statement regarding, um, like I said, I'm hoping she's calling him her ex-boyfriend. And again, he's charged with two counts of aggravated battery. And he's in a Fulton County jail um, since the February attack. Um, It says that Good had started bringing his boyfriend around his family recently after coming out last year. Blackwell, who had been dating his mother for three years, expressed disapproval the night before the attack about the relationship, Foster said. Um, she, quote, said to them, I said, that's not your house. You need to mind your business. Um, and he, well, they're well, they're well, they lay it up there. I said, that is not your business. Don't. And um, they don't bother you. This is not your house. Um, Gooden has severe burns on his face, neck, back, chest and arms. And he spent two weeks in a coma and was released from the hospital a week ago. Um, Again, if you look online, there's more to it. But um, it's just horrific to think the mentality of this man. And I was having this conversation with someone that I feel like they not only need to charge him with. I I don't even think it should be aggravated. It was premeditated because
2: Mm.
1: boiling water doesn't happen within a second. You have to fill that pot up with water which gave you time to think about what you were about to do. You had to then put that pot on the stove, let it sit on that stove long enough to get it boiling. And that whole time it was getting hot, you could have thought about what you were doing and changed your mind. The Mm. fact that none of that happened, for me, that constitutes premeditated. You Mm. knew what you wanted to do. You had a plan of how you wanted to do it. You waited till they fell asleep and you already had in your mind, this is what you were going to do. For me, and I'm not a legal scholar, but for me, that's all the signs of premeditated. Ain't nothing aggravated. how they aggravate his ass? Right. Nobody aggravated your ass for, for two people sleeping on the floor that ain't on a mattress on the floor that ain't even in your goddamn house. So if you aggravated, take your ass somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So for me, the fact that even charging was just aggravated is, is, is not acceptable for me. And I do hope the federal government does press charge federal hate crime charges against him. Because it's it's appalling to think. And how many other, I mean, and and on another level, I'll let you guys see is it for the black community, this is exactly why it is so, so important. The black community and and I will say it, I've been preaching for a long time. The black church get over its goddamn self because our young people, our black young people are living in a reality that is not safe for them, they don't feel comfortable and it and it go and it all trickles down to other things. It trickles down to why our HIV rates are as high as they are too. Because if I'm a young gay black man and I see this story, do you think I'm about to tell anybody I'm fucking dudes? Hell to the fuck no. Because I ain't gonna have my daddy burn me with boiling water. I'm about to have my mama do some shit like that to me. So then we it we advertently put our young gay black people into this state of hiding. They must hide and hiding means I don't use condoms, means I don't let anybody know I'm having sex at all. So that means I'm going out and I'm doing what I want to do with people raw and unsafe and unprotected and not doing the, the, the right things because I can't talk to anybody because I've got this fear in me that I might be the next to be have some boiling water poured on me now. hmm right. So we have, cre- the black community has created these type of monsters and have allowed these monsters walk around our communities and think it's okay for them to live within our communities so shame on the black community as a whole because we're creating this monster we help create mm-hmm. him and i'll leave it at that because it gets me route of this, this uh, the, it's just horrible uh.
2: yeah it's, yeah the only thing i can think of i just i could not imagine being in the situation where you know and, and this is not you know, this is not shading the mother or anything like that, you know, because I definitely don't want to judge what she was going through or how she responded to that situation. But I can just see myself, because we'd, we'd all be in jail. Exactly. That, that we would all be in jail because there, that's, that's just, I, I cannot imagine what that woman must have been feeling knowing that this man did that to her child.
0: I, I, honey just, i would have called answer. the police i would have called the police and said you need three ambulance because he gonna be he gonna be hurt too exactly yeah
2: yeah exactly you know and and again it's not to judge her or anything because i'm sure she coped with the situation the best way she knew how at the time because i i don't live in that house i don't know her relationship with him but that's just that's that's It's just insane. And I think Carl is absolutely right. Unfortunately, you know, the the gay, I mean, the the black community and and its stance on how, you know, same gender loving people are treated have made people like this possible, you know, have allowed situations like this to 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 be possible, to be more possible than it should be.
0: Yep. I don't even have anything else to add. It's just, um, it's sad all around, you know? And I I think what we can do, what the three of us can do, what the listeners of our show can do is live our lives out loud. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever it is you do, do it out loud. Don't be that kid living in your closet. Don't talk about, I need to be discreet. Heterosexuals aren't discreet. I mean, I'm not suggesting that you put yourself in positions where your life is in danger like this, but, you know, advocate for other things. Show up at Gay Pride and do more than just go get blackout drunk and go to sex parties. Actually go out and march and be seen you know don't go to churches where they use the word faggot or say other things or let you be in the choir but you can't bring your boyfriend or everyone i mean girl everyone know everyone in the church knows you're a homosexual but won't nobody talk about it and they think it's cute to say anti-gay things in front of you and for the pastor to say that sort of stuff meanwhile you're fucking him after church Mm-hmm. You know, don't accept this kind of foolishness in your life. The world is only going to change if we change
1: it. Yeah. You know, yeah. you said it, Dominion. We have to challenge. We have yeah. to challenge our black leaders, our black community. I, I fully have been one of those ones. It's interesting because even for me being raised in the church, that's one of those topics that my my family never wants me to get on with people because it's funny because my dad would be the first one to shut someone down. They're trying to come at me. Oh, they're like, no, don't do, don't do that because my family knows I'm not the one. And I will, and I'm quick to tell people I will put my Holy Ghost on a shelf and tell it to sit right there because what I'm about to say is not too holy. And ain't Mm -hmm. no type of holiness about to come out my mouth because I'm about to cuss them out from here, from the pulpit down to wherever. And then I'll come back, pick up my Holy Ghost and repent for the sins that I have just committed out of my mouth. But, oh, there's going to be some sins committed. And my family knows they, they, it's (laughs) interesting because now they know, don't, don't even bring that, don't start with me. Because I tell them all the time, we, what we do, what our churches have done. And I, and I hate to say it, but I do still pinpoint a lot of it on the churches just because the church is such a pivotal uh, and such a strong establishment within the black community, whether or not you believe in church or not, or God or not, we can't deny within our history and with our culture the, the the stance the church has had in every major movement of change. Usually, that happens, in our community, the church, in some way is involved in it.
2: Hmm.
1: Hell, look at Trent. Look at Trump. His sorry ass trying to get the church because he knows he's even smart to know that if I really want to try to win something, I got to try to get, finagle some of these want to be called pastors to to support me and some of their dumbasses have done it but I'm just saying that I wish they would show the same type of effort of standing up for people in general and saying you may not agree with their lifestyle but you still need to love them and you need to accept them and hatred and all this other stuff that we do in the black community the way we like you said to me you brought up a good point churches that sit there and say you can be the choir director and the minister of music. But leave your boyfriend at home. Well, what the, you know what I mean? You'll get a, I call it they Or they issue the passes. I call it the gay pass. Certain certain departments of the church get a gay pass. As long as they don't
0: talk about it.
1: As on, Right. As long as you don't talk about it, we're going to give you a pass.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And here's your, here's your special membership to the secret club. You can stay a member of the secret club in the church... But your your membership will be revoked and denied the minute you choose to talk about it with the wrong people. Because they still do talk about, it, but they talk about it to the right people. And it's usually right. the fag hags that are in the church, the women that are you know the good that because that's their good girlfriend now that's gonna do their hair and help them get their outfits good for their Sunday morning worship. Oh, <laughs> don't get me started. Y'all <laughs> <I'm> got <searching. laughs> We could have a whole topic that's about oh. the church alone.
0: <laughs> well, we want to mention um, also that there is a GoFundMe page to support um, uh, Anthony Gooden Jr.'s burn recovery, and I'm happy to say that they've reached that they've so far raised seventy-one thousand eighty dollars of their eight. Eighty thousand dollar goal. So, if you are interested, uh, this website is kind of weird. It's got one of those weird websites. So, we'll post the link to the to this particular GoFundMe on our Facebook page. Um, from let's wrap up uh, hot topics with uh, another tragedy. Um there's now been some there's some new doubts being raised about the official version of Sandra bland's death for those of you who don't remember Sandra bland was a young woman who was driving down to Texas to start a new job she, she changed lanes she got into some sort of an altercation with an officer that which was filmed and um 3 days later she was dead. She was um she the the cause now it's important to note that um the death was initially ruled a homicide by uh by the coroner. So let's let's get into this a little bit. So um now, it's now uh, according to uh, this article on Huffington Post, questions are being raised about how the woman, how she died. A medical examiner ruled in an autopsy that Sandra Bland killed herself in this jail in Waller County, Texas, three days after a state trooper was filmed manhandling her during a combative traffic stop. Documents obtained by the Huffington Post show discrepancies in the way officials describe the condition of Bland's body when she was found dead in her cell. Those observations are important because they help determine her official time of death. The documents um, contain claims that guards checked on Bland closer to, to her time of death than what's shown in video footage of the hallway outside of her cell. One official has suggested that these contradictions might amount to a criminal act of fraud. And this coupled with evidence of incomplete records and lapsed enforcement of state jailing standards have led Bland's family to mistrust the official findings. Um, So there's just a whole bunch of inconsistencies in terms of what happened the day Sandra Bland allegedly killed herself. You know, a woman who was moving to Texas to start a new job, who had posted some Debbie Downer posts on Facebook, but who had no history of self-harm or acknowledged suicidal thoughts or whatever. You know, this woman just up and killed herself in this this jail. You know, not while she was driving, not in the 20 hours or so that it took for her to drive from, I think she was coming from Chicago down to Texas. But you know, this exact day after being arrested, she decided that she was going to take her life. So, what do we what do we think about uh, this new uh, information coming to light?
2: Well, I I just think it it, it I think it just sheds more of a spotlight on on this tragedy i you know there's always been this specter of doubt around how this woman died um and this just this just further further illuminates that uh you know i mean because it On the face of it, it never made sense, and this just, you know, (laughs) lets you see that it makes even less sense when you really start to look at what's happening. And and at some point, there, there's gotta be that there needs to be an outcry to 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 have some justice around this. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's the thing that that just infuriates me about this. It's like there's you know no sense of justice. I mean, even even if this was a, over some some accident or some tragic accident or whatever you know at some point there has to be an accountability for what happened to this woman because it was just at the end of the day it ain't right it, it just is not right and you know no amount of cover up or you know jazzing of the records is going to be able to cover that and I think that the family should should keep on pressing you know mistrust those findings and and do everything that they can to get to the truth
0: yes definitely it's just oh
1: gosh carl anything to add baby there's nothing too much to add it's just we knew something wasn't right and that's what it comes down to we've been We we it's just when it first started, my biggest issue with this whole thing is that I can't stand when people try to insult my intelligence. Right. And it just did not make sense. And for you to sit up there and keep on trying to justify and try to tell me, and someone said something to me a couple days ago, and it makes so much sense. I've been using it ever since. They said to me, if something's, you never have to justify what is right. Whenever somebody has to justify what they truly believe in, or justify what is right, then you know it's not, mm. because when it's truly the truth, there's no justification needed. And that's and and from the get go, they've been trying to justify this whole situation. They've gone above and beyond trying to, you know, it's like you're you're it was like it was screaming that there's something you're covering up. Why are you going so hard to justify this death? because you know something's not right. So right. I'm glad that finally that's being really put into the into the light that there is something not right. What truly is not right, hopefully we will find out the truth, hopefully. I don't know, um, but it doesn't surprise me that this stuff is coming out now. I'm, I'm just glad that it is coming out and the questions are being asked and being raised and uh, they can't justify with, some, with any old answer, these type of questions are coming out. Yeah, so,
0: you know, we just have to stay vigilant. And, you know, I think we have to continue to have a, a healthy skepticism of uh, the legal system. It's our it's required. I mean, you know, you can't live in any society where there is any authority and just give the give that authority carte blanche to do and say whatever it is that they want, because eventually they will start to abuse that. And you know, for um. You know, for white people, honey, they gonna they starting to come for you too.
2: <laughs> you know, this
0: is this isn't this isn't the yes, black lives matter, but in this case, all lives matter because they're going to start chipping away at everyone. They're they're going to this police state is going to become ever more bold at, you know, doing whatever. They're like, well, you didn't say anything when we killed a bunch of black people or a bunch of Latino people or a bunch of trans people. So now we're going to start take you know, you know, picking off poor white people. And so now it's going to be, you know, some poor white kid who was on the wrong side of town and, you know, whatever. So, you know, don't think you are, you you know, your whiteness, you know, this country is becoming, as much about class as it is black and white so don't feel too comfortable that you know this is never going to touch me because I hate to be the one to tell you that it will
2: yes the the reality is at some at some point we all become the other
0: right and you know there may not be anybody there to uh, have your back when that time comes so. Mm-hmm. oh well so kids let's decompress for uh, for a, a, a moment nam yo ho renge kyo nam ho renge kyo nam ho renge kyo and I'll take this moment for a public service announcement You can download tonight's episode of reality through iTunes. Just go to iTunes and search for reality and subscribe. And you know what the awesome part about that is? Every time there is a new episode of reality, you will get a notification on your phone, on your iPad, on your other uh, low budget um, cellular device, on your Kindle or wherever it is that you subscribe to iTunes so you don't have to worry about going to poppychuloradio.com archives to get uh, current episodes you will get that automatically now what you can do is go to the archives to check out the entire library of not just this show but all of our shows but particularly reality we won't really give a fuck about the rest of them bitches <laughs> You can also like reality on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR reality and follow us on Twitter at PCR reality. That's important because we do things like post links to some stories that we didn't get a chance to talk about on the air here. Or we post other links like that link to uh, the GoFundMe for Anthony Gooden Jr., which is now up. So you can go there and check that out. You can also follow Poppy Chulo, Radio or Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of those places, just look for at Poppy Chulo Radio. You can, you can help us financially by going to GoFundMe.com slash Radio to support reality and Poppy Chulo Radio. And lastly, if you're interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on air personality, a blog controller, controller. Contributor, <laughs> you can email the show and Papi Chulo Radio at talent at com. So, yes. Next week, you know, I think, you know, let's try to make sure that we have at least one exciting and super positive story every week. you know, this was this week was a bit of a downer with, you know. Anthony and his lover and Sandra Bland. Well, uh, Cuba, that Cuba trip was, you know, was good and positive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so good for that. It's actually been, you know, it's weird though, because it's been actually kind of a slow news week this week. So, I mean, yes, there's a ton of stuff going on, but, you know, there's only so much that we can get to. One thing that I thought was, um, you know, an interesting topic was uh what happened uh on tuesday in belgium where yes. um three men blew, well two men blew themselves up at the belgium airport and then there were also some attacks at uh this in the subway and there were um a bunch of uh Well, I think something like somewhere in the order of 30 to 40 people are dead so far and about 200 or so have been injured. And, you know, it's raised the conversation again about how different tragedies are um, are treated. Because, you know, this time last week, a similar there was a similar incident of violence in Ankara, Turkey. So, you know, but no one's even no one talked about that i mean the president didn't come out you know in the rose garden and give a statement you know there was no we stand with ankara uh hashtags or facebook posts or whatever you know so i maybe we can talk about that for a minute and what we think is behind that i have my thoughts but i would love to hear what you guys think is behind the disparities in the coverage of certain tragedies. Well, we'll just say behind the coverage of European tragedies versus tragedies elsewhere.
2: Hmm. Well, I think there there definitely is a, a disparity that can be that can be um, identified. Um, I'm I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't I guess I would like to have some sense of why that is. That will be. Uh, I don't know that that could go more towards, you know, having a real discussion on how uh, we can make sure that all these tragedies get there. um I guess I don't want to say spotlight, but at least being in a place that they can be brought to the, um, you know, international awareness. Um, because, you know, clearly these things are, are happening, you know, outside of what we're seeing in the news. Um, so I can understand people being um, upset that other, you know, other attacks and things like that don't seem to be spotlighted. You know, somet- I, sometimes I feel that just, you know, screaming and, and bitching about it is is not enough what, what, what are we gonna when, when is there going to be a forced conversation to you know change how the coverage happens or just simply say hey yes you know what this happened here but here's another you know bunch of places where these attacks have happened and just you know let's focus on getting the word out if there's something that other outlets and other sources know then you know be about the business of making sure that that gets out so that you know it'll at some point it'll force the rest of the world media wise to catch up so that you know all these tragedies can be given given their exposure but I that's
0: agree.
1: my two cents
0: Carl, any thoughts?
1: Not really. It's just... He, he pretty much summed up how I, how I feel about the situation, too. So I can't really add too much to it except for it's just... It's the time we live in. This is just a crazy, crazy time we live in right now. Um, it makes me really... i always, I always want to travel out of the country, and I've never traveled actually outside the United States. Um, and one of my, my goals was this year for my birthday was I, I was planning on making sure I get a passport before I hit, you know, um, 40. Like, I want to go into the year 40 with a passport and then start you know, planning out where I'm going to do my first travel of the country. Now I'm kind of like, well, I might change that shit. Just keep my ass. I've been 40 years here and I had no issues. Maybe I need to keep my ass here for another 40 years. And just be good with it. (laughs) Because. Right. You know, like, it's really making me think. Because I just. The times we live in is really just uh, mind blowing, some of the things. And and to to see all that going on. But at least near summed up how I was feeling.
0: Yeah. I think we can't hold individuals accountable, but so much. Because there's. We're just inundated with news in a way that we aren't, we didn't used to be, even... Well, definitely not 10 years ago, maybe not even five years ago. Mm -hmm. It's just so much to take in that we've become ever more dependent on the news media for our news And news, the news media has become as much or more about entertainment value than pure reporting. So, therefore, what is news is not what's, not what just, it's just not what happened in the chronological order that it happened. Mm -hmm. It's what will get the most ratings. So, that's why the Ankara story didn't merit as much time, because there was a decision that that was not going to draw as much ratings as, you know, this Belgium story. And, you know, one could say that there's elements of racism and classism and, you know, religiosity within that, but, you know, again, those are all ratings decision and not decisions based solely on whatever. So I feel like instead of bitching at, bitching at people for their choice, you know, what they do and don't repost. I mean, you can only repost something if you know that it's happening, mm-hmm. you know. So if it's not in the news media and it's not, I mean, how else are you supposed to know?
2: Exactly.
0: So... That's my thing. Stop! You, you know you're complaining about and to th- about the wrong thing to the wrong people. You're you know you're you're complaining to the people who don't have any ability to affect the kind of change that you're looking for. So there is that. So kids, you know. Like I said, it's been a slow, a slow news week, but you know, there's always time for some foolishness and fuckery. <laughs> so, are we ready for our uh, our hot tea speed round? I am ready. Carl, I'm, I'm ready. Well, why don't you? We're gonna switch it up a little bit. So, why don't you go first and tell us about uh, Mel Gibson and his uh, money grabbing ex? <laughs>
1: to me it was nice for what this female and this woman I don't even want to call her a woman Um, I have to say this female what this female is Um, so Oksana how do you say her last name Um, Oksana Oksana Mel Gibson's Grigorieva Grigorieva his baby mama um, and the article starts off, and this is very interesting. The article talks about, you know, there's a magical place where most people dream, but only a select few get to see. And it talks, you know, it's basically there's the Gold Diggers Hall of Fame, and then, you know, there's the Hollywood Tramps, and uh, <laughs> there's those who have been successful, at being that. Well, she's not one of them. She tried it, and she is, as the article said, that she was, you know, she's in the there's the in the basement, in the dark, dark, sad place, in the hollowed walls, in the room of failure. And that's where she's been at um back in 2011 um when they split up and they went for um she was going for child support um she basically said no mel gibson offered her 15 million dollars she said no to it um she made it seem like uh, she said no because she made it seem like she wants rework part of the deal involving him spending unsupervised time with their daughter, supposedly. Well, that led to her end up getting only $750,000 over what? six years. Hmm. So you weren't given the $750,000 in one lump sum. The judge said, you're going to get that and it's going to be spread out over six years. Right. And they gave Mel Gibson even more daddy time with the kid than what he originally wanted. So... And since then the article goes on to say how, you know, it's been blow and blow. She's filed for bankruptcy in two thousand fourteen. She's just had some issues and um, now she is allegedly well the court documents so it's not even alleged, she's filing court documents to try and up her right now she's getting twenty thousand dollars a month and she's asking for a hundred thousand a month. She's claiming she needs the money to hire more security for their daughter. Even though she has no proof that she's at risk, as well as to support a certain lifestyle is what she needs it for. Travel, lodging, etc. Mm. Um, So the article says maybe this is her time. Maybe she's been playing some slow burn game. And this time the judge will be like, my poor girl, what a travesty. I award you a million dollars a month forever and ever. Um, But we don't count on that. Long story short, this is, again, that's why I say this is not a woman. Because a woman, first of all, a real woman would have took that $15 million and said, yes, I'm good. Fuck the negotiating anything. This man says, I'm going to give you $15 million. And I just want time with my daughter. There's plenty of baby mamas out there who would jump on that in a heartbeat. (laughs) And wish they were just so damn lucky. And then now for her to claim that she needs security, what do you need security for? Who are you? I didn't even know who the bitch was. <laughs> who are you? Who you need security from? Your daughter don't need security because I, I, again, who are you that you need security? And then lifestyle, well, honey, when, when you were no longer with him, that lifestyle ended. So to think that you need to have, it's not like you were married for some long, period of time and you got accustomed to a certain way of living and you know and all this kind of stuff no you dropped a baby for the man you were baby mama pretty much that's it you know so it's sad that she's doing this because it makes her just look sad like i said she's not a woman she's still a little girl this is this is what little girls do because they have fantasies of wanting to have big things and big dreams and 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 stuff and those types of things don't happen for little girls you need to grow the fuck up and right. then maybe you will get those things so that's how I feel what do you guys think about Miss Oksana whatever Gregor, whatever her damn name is <laughs>
0: well you know she fucked up for two reasons one that 15 million dollars was just a lump sum payment to her that wasn't for, that wasn't supposed to cover uh, child support for the next 18 right. years that was just a lump sum payment for her to be like for Mel Gibson to tell her to like go the fuck away don't come back and ask me for shit but then she wanted to be you know she thought she was gonna try to fleece him and and she ended up getting seven hundred fifty thousand over six years which is still more than a hundred K a year but you know that ain't shit because here's the thing the twenty thousand dollars that she's getting you know you best believe Mel Gibson is looking at every expense, and 90% of that better be spent on the child, and so, I'm betting that the reason she had to file bankruptcy is like, okay, you take this child on a ski vacation, the money's supposed to be spent on her, not on you, so she got to finance you know, her portion of the trip out of (laughs) that $100,000 a year that she's getting from Mel, so... My girl, whatever. So by upping it to a hundred thousand dollars a month, let's say she can spend fifteen percent on herself and the rest on the child, that still is a vast increase as to what she can use towards her own expenses, which have to be considerable. If if the judge is gonna give you twenty thousand dollars in expenses, I mean the expectation is that you are not driving this little girl to and from school in a Honda. Right, <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying. So I mean, she's got to have some pretty significant bills because otherwise, the judge is going to be like, "Well, you don't need that much money because you know this girl's in public school. You know, she catch the bus to school and everything. You know, so mm-mm. so she fucked herself over on that one. Yes, yes, she
2: did. <laughs> yes, she did. It's like, girl, you you were you were in a position to get a million dollars a month. Well and and mm, girl bye
0: and the fucked up part about it is that this ain't you know Mel Gibson ain't like oh if I get this bitch this money it's going to be you know I'm going to be broke Mel Gibson got you know several hundred million dollars so it's not a matter of money it's, right. it's who among us has not been in a relationship with a bitch that when the, when you break up with the bitch you don't want to get that bitch no money <laughs> And now you want to, you know, so you're going to do everything that you can as long as your child is protected. I'm like, look, I'll give the child everything she needs. You get $1 a month. Mm-hmm. So, whatever, girl. So, that's what happened when you try to get cute and, you know, the shit come back to bite you. Indeed. Exactly. So, Uh, to speak, you know, talking about shit that's going to come back to bite you. So, you know, Atlanta, uh, Georgia has this house bill number 757, which would, um, it's a basically, um, an anti LGBT bill and several organizations have come out recently and said, that you know, they will no longer do business in Georgia if it passes. This particular article on joemygod.com says that the NFL has said that there'll be no Super Bowl for Georgia, um, unless, well, uh, Atlanta, because I don't know where else they'd ha- hold it. Ain't nobody going to, um, Way cross Georgia for the Super Bowl, <laughs> so I'm assuming that's in Atlanta. You know that you know they will not allow they will not hold the Super Bowl in Georgia because of this anti discrimination thing. And other companies have said this uh, as well, including Disney and a couple other movie studios. And you know Georgia is positioning itself as you know an alternative to Hollywood. You know they've got the wide open spaces. You know. And they've got discounts, you know, with tax incentives for companies to move there. But, you know, they're saying "Mm, not as long as you have this bill. So. um, Oh, yeah. So part of this is that uh, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons is building this fancy new stadium, uh, which is scheduled to open in 2017. And part of the reasoning, you know, because you know whenever they open these stadiums you know, stadiums and stuff, there's all these tax breaks that they get. And part of the package and the understanding here was that, you know, now they were going to have this big new modern stadium that would be the perfect place to host Super, host the Super Bowl. But now the NFL are saying uh-uh. You know, if you can't get your shit together, it's not going to happen. So, what do we think about this?
2: I, I think... I think it's uh it's going to be very interesting and, and and it's and it's great that you know other other companies and businesses big ones like you know Marvel and Disney Studios stepping forward and saying the same thing it's it's like okay you know if if this is if this is the kind of revenue for your state that you want to turn away then you go right
0: ahead right you know, and then, you know, you could end up in a posi- in a, in a place where the uh, Atlanta Falcons decided that it might just be in their best interest to move someplace else.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: So. Well, it says a lot about the um, NFL making. Now, sometimes, you know, again, the, the, the main reason why they make these type of damn decisions is money. Um, I don't know how truly invested the nfl is about lgbt rights honestly but right. they are about their money that's one thing they, they are about so their thing is if you're fucking with our money we can't fuck with you that's what <laughs> it really comes down to you know they themselves don't care they care less about if you gay straight whatever what they see is dollar signs at the end of the day and the super bowl is a major 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 money uh Thing for any NFL franchise, um, they want to be able to host a Super Bowl. That's why they want to build these large stadiums um, because they want these stadiums to not only attract a Super Bowl there, but then concerts and so much more than just the football team. It, it, it's a revenue driver for a lot of different communities. So, um, from that, that's one, but I still, but not to discount, I do appreciate the NFL, you know, letting that be known. To Atlanta like look we're gonna you're you're messing with our money we're gonna mess with yours too so play with us if you want to and let's see how you feel when we decide not to bring a Super Bowl to your town because of it right as they say money talks and the rest of the bullshit walks at the end of the day Um, and the NFL knows it so I do commend the NFL for at least making that known to the city of Atlanta they need to rethink this
2: yep
0: uh well, we'll see what comes of it. Do we think uh we think this bill is still going to pass? Mm,
1: mm. It might because it's the South still. It is the South. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I I wish I were more hopeful that that would be a deterrent, but I just don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't see it having any real effect because these girls, you know. Listen, you know, for those of you that are Christian, you know, whatevs, but you know, when you believe in these sorts of things, you know, you're, you you do not think rationally, you know, mm-hmm. rationally, you'd right. be like, oh, okay, well, I'm going, you know, this is going to affect our money. This is going to affect the state. This is going to affect tax revenue, but then they just going to be like, well, we'll pray on it and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and God will make a way. <laughs> so, okay, girl. God is gonna make a way for the Atlanta Falcons to move right out of Atlanta.
1: Exactly. exactly. That, exactly. that 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 will be exactly how God will make That's, a way. <laughs> he'll make a way, all right. Exactly. He'll make, he'll make a way for all of y'all to be looking for new jobs too. That's the, and then what you're gonna do? Exactly.
0: <laughs> Speaking of making a way, Legionnaire, tell us about this dude trying to buy this BMW.
2: Yes, on the newyorkdailynews.com. dot com. Um, happening in in Florida, of all places. Uh, (laughs) Shocker. Right. A man tries to buy a $60,000 BMW with food stamps. And then then steals a car after being denied. Mm. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And, And interesting enough, the story starts out, that's not what food stamps are for. A Florida man who tried to purchase a speedy BMW SUV with his electronic benefits, transfer card, and a credit card later decided to steal the car, but was caught when he ran out of gas. Nicholas Jackson, 36, showed up to a Pompano Beach dealership with little in the way of currency and was sent away, the Martin County Sheriff's Office said. But the next day, the business was burglarized and the owner found the $60,000 BMW X6 and 60 sets of keys missing, police said. Cops later caught up to Jackson in Palm City, some 75 miles north of Pompano, where authorities say he drove until the car ran out of gas. And they also found the BMW with the gas tank on empty Jackson got a ride to the Martin County Jail where he's charged with grand theft auto and held on $20,000 bond mm. yeah yeah for the stupidity alone he needs to just sit on down in jail exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> I looked at his picture and I feel like something's going on there <laughs> Or something's not going on. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like you. Just thought you was going to okay, right? I don't even know how that conversation would go. Like, <laughs> like when you walk in, because I mean, I've never gone to a BMW dealer, even though I know I could afford a BMW. Because I'm just, I just can't, I just can't wrap my mind around buying a vehicle. No, just can't. Mm-mm. Right, no. it's I I can't I can't wrap my mind around a car note that is north of six hundred dollars and only being able to put premium gas in it. Mm-mm. Can't do right. it. Just exactly. can't. I'd love to have a BMW or a Mercedes or a Lexus, but just can't do it. Not until they come up with an all electric vehicle that you know still got push, because then you know it might be worth it. But until then. Mm-mm. But anyway, if you want to test drive a BMW, I feel like they run the credit check beforehand because they can't just let you drive off of the lot, you know, with some something like that. You got to do a credit check and, you know, they got to make sure you have insurance and everything, you know, so I'm not even sure how that went. But, you know,
2: yeah, I would be interested in I'm curious as to how the whole conversation unfolded.
1: But how do you pay with food stamps? Well, I want to know. He uses food stamp card. Yeah. He
2: he uses he apparently tried to use his EBT card because he didn't have cash clearly.
1: And they didn't reckon. What kind of ignorant shit? (laughs) (laughs) Whoever's at that dealership, I hope they fired everybody's ass.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that whole thing just sounds crazy on the because I'm somehow, even on fire.
1: I'm gonna fire the man that hired your dumb ass for being dumb enough <laughs> to hire your dumb ass. Everybody's fired. They didn't. Everybody. They didn't take they didn't the card. He tried
0: to use it, and they right. were like, "Get fuck out of here." <laughs> okay. I thought they. Right. I thought they
1: did take it and try to no, no, no.
0: First of all, you can't. You can't just um. Well, I guess if you had like an American Express card or something. I suppose they could say, okay, this car is $60,000 and you could just swipe it and just walk out with it. But even if they can do that, all he had was, he had an EBT card. So the most he had on it was like maybe two or
2: $300. Right, exactly.
0: So that ain't even enough for the uh, down payment to the down payment. Even if you spread that payment out over a couple of weeks, that's still not enough. It right.
1: has to been high. He had to have been oh, something. something. He had to have been high. So. Or maybe it was Cat Williams' brother. Probably.
0: <laughs> Speaking of people, oh. uh, who, people who are dumb, mm. so there is, you know, Donald Trump is engaged in a war of words with uh, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. So, uh, on March 21st, she unleashed a series of tweets. Now, I'm not going to read them all, but we'll start. Uh, her hash, her her screen name is at Elizabeth Forum 4ma. Let's be honest. At real Donald Trump is a loser. Count all his failed businesses. See how he cheated people with scams like Trump You. Mm. See how at Donald Trump kept his father empire afloat. Aflo- using strategic corporate bankruptcies to skip out on debt. Listen to experts who say at at real Donald Trump might have more money today if he'd put his inheritance in an index fund and left it alone. At real Donald Trump knows he's a loser. His insecurities are on parade. Petty bullying, attacks on women, cheap racism, flagrant narcissism. And it goes on from there. So Trump was asked at a press conference on Monday afternoon about Warren's Twitter attacks. He at first called her an Indian, which is a reference to her controversial, controversial, controversial claim that she's part Native American, and then called for unity. Later, Donald Trump uh, went into slightly more detail. Uh, Lord. He says, who is that? The Indian? You mean the Indian? He said in referencing uh, uh, Donald Trump, uh, in referencing her. So he called her a loser back. And so now they're in this battle of the losers. So uh,
2: <sighs>
0: this is the man that wants to be president of the United States. Yes. But perhaps he's the president that we deserve.
1: Yeah. So. Well, then there is that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Any is anyone here team Donald Trump or is everyone team Elizabeth Warren?
2: Um.
1: Yeah, I'd have to say I'm team Elizabeth. Definitely. I'm not with the Trump shenanigans. No. Not not at all he's breaking up happy homes. he's ha- no they ain't happy but i'm just he's breaking up homes and friendships he's dumb man right he is because i know i got a few that i the associates they're not even associates to me anymore i mean i saw they support him as up. Oh. right
0: uh, <laughs> to be fair you know there were some people who i still think are dumb who you <laughs> know liked donald trump's page when he was just the idiot on The Apprentice. But even then, you know, when he was, you know, had all of these claims about how his investigators had uncovered all of this information in Hawaii, you know, and for a quarter of a second, they were like, well, maybe there is something there. But then I was like, no, it can't be. It just can't be. But, you know, so and I just, you know, think of all of the things that you've liked, all the pages that you've liked, you know, over the past, However long you've been on Facebook, and then if one e- of them back, bites you in the ass, right? So, the question is: is when you find when it's pointed out to you, do you immediately unfriend or unfollow? Right. That's right. right. Oh well. Anything else to say on Donald Trump? No. Nope. Buckle. <laughs> What'd you say, Carl? Buckle. Oh such harsh language for a christian you're right hard in the cooter (laughs) (laughs)
1: double (laughs) in the cooter a deep double penetration exactly and a fist to follow
2: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) totally dry no lube
0: (laughs) that was a fun show did everyone have a good time as always. Yes, yes always. Always, What's always. It. So, uh, for our listeners, you can catch reality every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific with replays on Saturdays and Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific. You can visit the Poppy Chulo Radio archives to download this episode and many more. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting com slash archives. You can also download tonight's episode through iTunes. Just search for Reality and subscribe. So, Legionnaire, how can the kids get in contact with you?
2: Oh, I am on the Twitter and face I mean, Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at Legion Onyx. Uh, Facebook, my handle is Legionnaire Onyx. And those faithful listeners of Papa Chulo Radio can catch me on shows like The Rambling Dead, Gladiators Unite, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and The Lion's Den. Nice.
0: Carl Anthony?
1: Yes, you can reach me on Twitter at carl anthony with an i you can also go to um our website imdesign2k.com where we uh our talent and management uh site so twitter and our website are the direct ways to reach us
0: Well, cool. And you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Dom Onyx. My Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash Dom Onyx. My website is www.domonyx.com and my Tumblr is thedomonyx.tumblr.com. So you can like Reality on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCRreality. And you can follow us on Twitter at PCRreality. You can support Reality financially by going to gofundme.com slash radio. And you can email us via reality at poppychuloradio.com for any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. And if you're interested in being... A part of the Poppy Chulo team as an on air personality or blog contributor, you can email talent at poppychuloradio.com. So, did everyone enjoy the show? Always. We'll say good night to Legionnaire and uh, we will see you all next week. See you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to Reality. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good
0: night and have a wonderful week.